thinking about Uble, Appa, Uber, Apple, and Virgin. <laughs> rather, wow, good one, Beth. Start up. <laughs> Welcome to the Ask Alika podcast, where we answer all your questions about business, marketing, and technology. Welcome to Ask Alika episode ten. Ten. That is quite a milestone. We are in double digits, Zion. Are you excited? I'm so pumped. I'm so excited. <laughs> ten episodes. We've made it. We can stop now. <laughs> Joking. <laughs> um, all right, Beth. Today we've got questions, don't we? We do, of course. This is the Ask Alika podcast. So we have had um, some questions um, from a few of our favorite people. Uh, so the first two are from Miss Anna, who um, is a good friend of Alika, and she's asked a few curly ones that we're going to go through. So I'll start with uh, probably the more um, pop culture uh, one of the two, mm. and it's about how a CEO or the brand of a CEO affects the brand of a company. So I'll, I'll read out uh, the question from her. Mm. Thinking about Uble, Appa, U- Uber, Apple, and Virgin, <laughs> <Uble>. <laughs> rather. Wow, good one, Beth. start up. Um, thinking about those companies and also some local examples is it beneficial to link your products directly to the CEO or leader so Richard Branson Gary V uh, the CEO of Snapchat uh, Evan Spiegel the former CEO of Uber Travis uh, I think it's Kalanick Um, and these Mm. are some great examples of some good and some bad of where the brand of the person has either positively or negatively impacted the company. So I think that's a really interesting question to start with because it's yeah. it's so relevant for so many small businesses. Yeah, so that's a good question. So should we, if you want to promote a business, should you use personal branding or should you just promote the business through the business? Mm. Oh, loaded question. I reckon <laughs> it really depends on the owner of the business. It really depends because there's pros and cons of both and, I've, mm. and I do it. I do personal branding and business branding. So... I'm going to go through some personal brand pros and feel free to chime in, Beth. Mm -hmm. So, if you want to build your business and use personal branding, like your face, for example, Mm -hmm. the pros are it's a a very flexible way of promoting your business or a product because at any point in time, you can change what you're promoting. Mm. Whereas with a business, you're kind of limited unless, you know what I mean? The messaging needs to be a bit more consistent. That's with, right. the, with your business promotion and branding, whereas that's with right. your networking, and that's what it is, I guess. You know, we're big fans of networking here as a business tool. If you don't network, how can you get out there and, and mm. put your personal brand in front of people so that they feel like they know yeah. you and can trust you? So it is, I, I think, to say that, you know, personal branding by itself is very, very important. Mm. I think the question is, how closely do you tie that yeah. to your business and the promotion that your business does? Yeah. Um, and look, another one is, if you would ever sell a business mm-hmm. and you're, you know, and you're promo- and you've been promoting it through yourself, then, you know, when you start another business or whatever, it's very easy to suddenly, oh, okay, I'm now selling this product in this business. So, yeah. you're flexible in that respect. You can take your personal brand with you, mm-hmm. not, not necessarily your business brand. Mm-hmm. The other thing is I, I find it easier to gain traction initially to get a following, to get engagement mm-hmm. from your personal brand because people connect with people more yeah. easily, don't they, rather we're than a corporate entity? Yeah, well, we're social creatures by nature. Community is so important to yeah. to just humans generally. So, yeah, connecting with <coughs> another human has a lot more power than connecting with 
a brand. Like it takes a long time to build your brand to a it point does. where people can connect with it. So yeah. personal brandings, I suppose, are a quicker route um, yeah. potentially. It, I do find it quicker route and a lot of people I've talked to have found it quicker to get that following. Mm. Um, so let's go through some of the cons, personal branding cons. There is a reputation risk and you talked <laughs> about it. Good old Travis. Oh, yes. What's his last name? Kalamanami. Kalanek, I think. Kal- I'm, I'm not quite sure how to... Yeah, he's been, through, he's been through the ringer, rightly or wrongly. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, and that's that's where oh, I think God. it does. You know, he he started Uber from from my understanding. Mm. He was he was one of the co-founders, the and guy, yeah. you know, when he it's it's his baby. It, it was his thing, and it grew to a point where it Uber became bigger than just him. But unfortunately, being the co-founder, his actions and behavior and comments and, and, and everything that he did was tied so closely to the brand that when those actions, behavior and comments no longer were seen as very favorable, yeah. again, as you said, rightly or wrongly, we're not here to, to comment on that that particular issue, but it has affected Uber dramatically yeah, and it's it affected their their reputation and how they're perceived in the market. And, you know, mm. I believe Lyft has seen quite a, a big um, up, they've, they've captured quite a lot of the that the ride sharing market as a result of some of the stuff that's gone on. So it's for the in that particular example, it had quite yeah. damaging effects, and that's where the risk of tying those two is is quite obvious. Especially in this social media world, like it's interesting because I follow the NBA a lot and and sports in general, and I follow the business side of it, the branding side, and um, you know, like years ago, it was easier to keep a clean image for corporate purposes like Michael Jordan kept a really clean image and mm. we all know he wasn't an angel but his PR company were able to keep that clean image because social media wasn't around. You didn't have a guy whipping out his phone following him around, oh, look, yeah. he's going to the bathroom. <laughs> um, oh, look, he's having dinner with, you know, with Justin Bieber. What's he doing? So, but nowadays people can do that. So I think it's harder to kind of keep a clean profile. Yeah. And I think there's, it's a lot easier to, I guess, find damaging info. So, uh, Evan Spiegel is quite a, a good example of that. So he's the, the founder and, and the, I believe CEO of Snapchat or Snap Inc. as it's now called. And, you know, emails from when he was a frat boy in in university or college or whatever they call it over there that were quite expletive and I believe sexist and not, you know, not ideal for a CEO <laughs> to be writing, yeah. but it's something that he wrote when he wasn't the CEO and when he was a college, yeah. you know, so dumb ago. college kid. But that kind of stuff follows you around now and yeah. it's it's very important to – you know, and that's that's you know, Snap is another example of a company not doing so well. They've had a massive drop in share price. They weren't included in the S and P five hundred. There's, you know, they're really struggling at the moment. And that's not to say that emails that this guy wrote when he was um, a dumb college kid had any impact on that. But it's all interesting. To, it's interesting to look at how how companies progress and how yeah, how that link yeah. between the the person and the brand. Yeah, and it, and, it's, and it could have been. It probably was competitors actually yeah. feeding the information to journalists. Absolutely. Um, you know, so dirty world we live in. So, you know, that's a risk um, and, and you get haters. So, oh. you, Ty, look at Ty Lopez. I don't know <laughs> if you know him, but he's the guy. Here, here is my garage. Here is my Ferrari, that guy. Yes. It's very yes, annoying ads. But he's got a lot of haters even though he's doing well and the more successful you are, the more haters you're going to get. Absolutely. That being said, there are some really positive examples. So, Gary Vaynerchuk, we've spoken about mm. on this podcast before. True. He's got a very strong positive personal True. brand that he aligns closely with his 
myriad businesses, uh, Richard Branson is exactly yeah. the same. He's got a whole yeah. host of different uh, businesses that he runs, including including the he's the airline. And has his, a good reputation. Yeah, exactly. And he does you know he does crazy things that that align with yeah. the the brand of Virgin. So it's you know it's not to say that it it can't work. It's that it does need to be carefully thought about. I guess. Yeah, and you need to have the. Um, Try not to use dirty language, but you need to have the steel for that. You know, <laughs> yeah. I was going to say something else, but yeah. you got to have the steel for that. Like, if you're going to do yeah. personal branding, you got to have that odd comment where mm. someone's like, "Oh, you suck." Yeah, you've got to be willing to, or you've got to know that at some point people are going to hate a little bit, and that yeah. you can't please everyone. It is impossible to be successful and not piss someone off. It is going to happen. So you've got to have that steel, as you said, to handle that. Yeah, and the first time I, I had a negative comment, or not even a negative, it was like a neutral mm. comment that you could perceive as negative. I was like devastated. I was like, oh my goodness. Oh, why is it not? <laughs> why do they hate me? What's wrong with my life? What's wrong with my face? So yeah, you've got to have the, the steel for that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. So let's go through some business brand pros. Mm. So some of the advantages of building your business through um, branding your business is it is easier to sell your business if <laughs> yes. you, you know you don't have your personality attached to the business brand. Yeah, exactly. I think they're completely separate. So when it comes to that that buyout discussion or a period of time, then yeah, you've got a bit of an easier platform to Agreed. launch from. It is easier to sell your product in, in the whole because you know people can identify the product with the business. They don't necessarily necessarily identify a product with your face mm-hmm. unless you explicitly remind them. Mm-hmm. Unless you're Fabio, then you're not so bad butter. <laughs> but, you know, but then again, Fabio's got to keep reminding people, hey, butter, butter, butter. Yeah, because, exactly. You know. um, and also, you're not risking your personal reputation or annoying people from a personal standpoint like Ty Lopez. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, so there's no risk of becoming that guy. Yes. So, those Bit are some advantages. Self-protection. Yeah, you're protecting yourself. Um, exactly and business brand cons it is harder to get it is harder to gain traction initially as a business yeah. brand I think I think yeah it takes a lot a lot more time generally to build up that yeah. that following of what is essentially not a yeah. person but a, yeah a, a concept that it you is. need to create and get people to engage with and, and identify with that's a lot harder yeah like I got you know like I got over a thousand Facebook friends easily. People know me from the past. They connect with a human. Um, they want to see pictures of your babies. Yeah. They want to see, you know, your mum. <laughs> um, and, and but the thing is, you know, business brand like Alika took a while to, you know, mm. to get up there. I mean, we're still trying to get up there. Mm. People don't identify with a corporate entity as much yeah. as they do a person. It's just a fact. Exactly. Exactly. So it's a long game. Um, Less engaging initially, you know, that kind of follows on. Mm. And so, yeah, those are the main. I, so, to me, it's a personal decision. If you're the owner of a business, you gotta, you got to kind of think about what are your strengths. Are you charismatic? Do you like being in front of people? Do you have buns of steel? <laughs> <laughs> um, no skeletons in your no closet. No skeletons in your closet. Or yeah. at least skeletons <laughs> you're willing to defend yeah, exactly. if they get out of the closet, whatever yeah. that, that looks like for you. Exactly. Um, then, you know, and if you think that you can really, and, and if you're passionate about it, yeah, you're really passionate about building the business through personal branding, I reckon go for it. 
But if you're not those things, then yeah. Well, even if you've got a really strong um, marketing and branding background and that's what you're good at, then yeah. focusing on building a brand is per- yep. is perfect for you and a better option. So I think I think you're right, Zion, in saying that it's it is a personal choice and you need to pick what your strengths are yeah. to pick what which path yeah. is best for you. I think so. And if you really want to do well, do do both. You know, if you really yeah. want to do well and you got the buns of steel, do both. Yeah, and I think it's and that's I think important to go back to what I said right at the start is don't ever stop networking and stop putting yourself out there because that's that is in the end you that's the lifeblood of any biz- yep. business is getting sales through the door and you do that through being a human that people can interact with. Agreed. So that's that's still always going to be an important piece of the pie. It's just yeah, choosing how strongly you align that with the actual corporate brand. Yeah. So look, mm. personal decision. I I chose to do both because I do enjoy. Um, you know, the personal branding. I don't actually enjoy that much the actual attention, but I do enjoy the personal side, the, the marketing of mm. the, you know, the side of things when it comes to personal branding. Mm-hmm. So, yes, do both. <laughs> do, do both is our final answer. <laughs> so, do both if you can. <laughs> um, if you can. Yes. So, I suppose good good time to jump into Anna's second question, which was, uh, yes. I'll just read it out now, Uber and Google have used a bulk plain text email to communicate and respond to crises recently. And while this is obviously very practical for internal communications, it's an interesting change on the marketing front. So why is email an emergent medium and why do we think we might see a rise of plain text emails over HTML designs? So that's, I suppose, to to explain that in a little more detail instead of having a nicely designed email that comes into your inbox with moving parts and it's all graphically it's it's like it looks like an image that someone's designed uh, a lot of companies are now choosing to actually send an email that is just like the email that you would send your colleague sitting across the other side of of the the office that is hi x mm. some text signed email signature that kind of approach. And it is a little bit radical and it is a little bit full circle in a way, isn't it? Such a good question. Uh, yeah, I've been thinking about this recently because we do so much email marketing. I reckon it's the case of when the market gets really hot, you go the other way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like when emails first came out, they were really bad looking. Plain well, yeah, text. they were all plain text, weren't they? Yeah. And they were. we all went, uh, you know, oh, as, let's a, make as, them a, as prettier. a trend. Yeah, they've all gone down this this evolution where it's the prettier you can make them if yeah. they're moving, if Colors. there's gifts. Yeah, that's become really important. And I think at We're a kind of sick of them. <laughs> well, yeah, at a point of saturation, yep. it's really refreshing to get what is essentially a mass email that's gone out to a database. Yeah. But with the use of macros, it has high Beth, high Zion. You can you can personalize it and it can come from, you know, the general manager or the CEO with a really nice offer using really um, conversational language that's when you get it, you're like, oh, well, this is this is really nice. This is like a, a personal email, even though yeah. maybe in the back of your mind you're like, well, actually, this went to however many thousand people they email it to. It's a much nicer way to receive communication from yeah. from a company it's and a more personal. And exactly, way. and this is where it goes back to that personal branding. If you if you have it sent from from someone, a director yeah. or a CEO, it it then their personal brand plays into it as well. That's right, and it's yeah, quite. And who knows, you know, another year, will it go back to pretty? Pretty emails again <laughs> with or hologra- holographic emails. Um, but yeah, you're right. Like it's more personal. It's warm. I do think that I think it's more the also the just the change because you have like yeah. so many big companies, especially sending out, you know, Analika sending out these pretty yeah. emails. But I think also um, copywriting is really important nowadays. Yeah. And when someone asked a question before about the importance of direct 
um, direct response marketing, mm. which is like copywriting mm. in a very pure form, not to, to get an emotional response. response sorry. Yeah. And I think that, yeah, we really do respond to that, especially these days. It's just really good copy. Yeah, and I think that's that's probably a pretty good way to characterize these emails. It's it's not it's not to say you should stop doing nicely designed HTML emails mm. and sending them out to your database, but no. for a specific offer or or in a specific instance where the tone is where you you do write something with a very specific tone that's very purposeful in what your delivery is, that's when a HTML a plain text email might be a much better delivery of whatever that message is. So it's not to say that you can't use both, but it's picking the moment and picking yeah. the, the copy and messaging that you have for each of those right. as most specific to whatever it is you're trying to achieve. Because yeah, we've had some great yeah. success with that here for some of our clients where we've sent plain text emails in the midst of a whole bunch of HTML emails we would send for that client each month. And that particular um, email had an amazing response rate because it was well thought out. It was sent to the right segment of their database. It had great copy, and it got the response that we wanted. Yeah, and I used to think that, and, and it was true before, that being consistent um, ev- with every single email layout, everything was good mm. because it builds trust, and that's still true to an extent, but mm. I do think nowadays that mixing up your content mm. is good, like on social and on email. Like, So, you, you know, do, do a pretty email with a HTML, then, then do one that's more personal. I think that's a good good strategy. Yeah. Totally agree with that. So yeah, that's our answer to that one. Is is yeah. I, I suppose it's the same answer. A little bit of both, but pick pick yeah. your moment, pick your message, that's pick right. your audience. That's right. Yeah. Do we have any other questions? Uh, we do have one other question. Um, this one has been sent in anonymously, but that's right. We'll still answer cool. it. It's what is AMP and why is it important? So probably good to define what AMP <laughs> is. It's an it's accelerated mobile pages. So it's something new that that Google has essentially come out with. It's a Google-backed project, um, and it's basically a change in the standard for how, uh, how pages, web pages are designed with the entire purpose of them being that they load quickly on mobile devices. Right. That's, that's, that's in a nutshell. So web pages that load quickly on your mobile phone. Exactly. And why are they important? Because we are really short attention spans these days. So no one is willing to wait for a web page to load. And obviously lag time is it's it's a big factor, you know. Especially especially with the the NBN coming in. Speed speeds are even lower now, so you you don't have to wait. I'm pretty sure it's meant to be the opposite, but okay. Low times are even worse. Exactly. Um, yeah, super important because you're on the phone. We're on the phones all the time. If mm-hmm. I if I even have to wait like a millisecond longer than expected, mm. I'll, I'll just browse away. Yeah, go to the second yeah. the second Google listing because it, it might yeah. load quicker. So yeah. it's it is important, and the most important part about it is that Google, because it's it's a new Google backed uh, initiative, mm. they are very strongly preferencing in organic rankings AMP pages or accelerated mm. mobile pages. So because you, can rank, you can rank better. If you if you jump onto it now, if you can create some really killer landing pages that are um, accelerated mobile pages, they will you are pretty much guaranteed at the moment yeah. before the, again before the market's saturated because yeah. it's new. If you do that now, get in now. Yeah, you're going to be absolutely. You're going to be killing. So it. how do they do that? Like, is it actually a page? Uh, does it work on desktop as well? Is it like a responsive page that's built specially for um, mobile, or is it? Two versions, it, yeah, or? well, it works. It works on. I'm not. I'm not too um, mm. across the technical side of 
technical side of it, but I know mm. that it, it obviously still works on desktop. It's yep. not it's not a page that doesn't yeah. only exist on, yeah. on one or the other. That's right. Yeah. But it's built using um, front-end development techniques that make it a lot faster, yeah. and I believe use um, caching and things like that right. so that it's it, the, the load speeds just, are much quicker. Just loads super fast. Yeah, and I tried it the other day, and it was super – it was cool. Yes, yeah. it was lightning. Load real quick. Which is awesome. As long as you have a decent internet connection, as you said. <laughs> as long as you don't have MBN yet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the poor MBN people. Yeah. Oh, dear. <laughs> so, well, we, yeah, we wish it. them well. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, it's AMP, definitely something to um, to investigate if you if you haven't yet for your business. It's something that yep. we've been um, even just experimenting with us at, at, at Alika yeah. to see how quickly we could um, get up in the search yeah. rankings, and it was pretty much it was really good, with, within it? a few days we were at the awesome. top for that um, yeah. for that particular. So, so getting quick, AMP accelerated yes. mobile pages. Exactly. Cool. So those are all the questions that we had today. Yep. It was uh, aligning your personal brand with your business brand. Our answer: do both, or if, if, if you not, can. if you can, if not, pick which path is best for you based on your strengths. Yep. Uh, Perfect. Looking at plain text emails versus HTML emails. Again, do both, but pick what's right for the message and the audience yep. um, and what you're trying to achieve, the goal you're trying to achieve. That's right. Um, and accelerated mobile pages, get onto it if you're not already. Get find onto it. it. Ask your developer, ask us, get an AMP page, yep. an AMP uh, up and running so that yep. you can um, do it. Yeah, dominate search yep. rankings and Agreed. get people to your site and get more business. Yep, totally agree. Awesome. All right, everyone, enjoy your week. Yes. And, uh, yeah, see you later. Definitely. We'll be back next week with yeah. episode Tuesday. 11. Every Tuesday afternoon. For sure. All right. Thanks, guys. See you later, bye. Uh.